Welcome back to Hitch Wrapped. Week 9 is in the books. We are officially halfway through the NFL season, and I want to kill myself after Monday Night Football. <laughs> that was one of the greatest games uh, I've seen in a while. It was also one of the worst officiated Fair. games of all time. Fair. We'll, we'll get way into that. Before we do, um, we're going to do a quick two-minute drill on all the other games that we're not going to get deep on. So... Mike White, the legend, got injured, so of course the Colts won. Um, <laughs> Henry Ruggs was Henry Ruggs, so that took out the, the Raiders mentally. Uh, I guess Trevor Seaman wasn't who that everyone thought he was going to be in the next game. Um, everyone thought the Patriots would win here. Uh, Dolphins won an ugly game. Same with the Chargers, honestly. It's kind of weird that they have been what they are at this point. For the past few weeks, uh, Jordan Love did not uh, show how much he loved the game against the Chiefs. Um, the injured cards got dis- destroyed the Niners somehow. And that's really all you need to know. And we're going to get into the rest of the games right now. So, yeah, um, it was a it was a very Good week overall, I would say. Good week of football. A lot of good games. A lot of upsets. Like, incredible upsets. So, this first game, Bills at Jags. Uh, Kerry was here last week, and he picked the Bills along with me and Alex. And Wait, you think this was an upset? <laughs> just uh, just maybe. Maybe. But you it's know what? Just... You know what? The Jags, honestly, are, like, they look a lot better, man. Like, I, I got to give them credit. They didn't even have... James Robinson this game. I know. Like, I don't know what's going on. Like Carlos Hyde, the legend. And they CJ Beathard completed a hundred percent of his passes while he was in there for T Law's ankle. It's such a weird team that like for example, if you're in the survivor pool, the the lesson is just don't bet against the Jags, because you really never know what will happen. Fair enough. Um, or don't bet for the Jags either. Yeah, exactly. Just point. stay away from the Jags altogether. They're so yeah, random. I mean, obviously, we learned that pretty quickly. And good thing we couldn't choose them a second time. <laughs> but yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, here, like, obviously, my first take is this is kind of a throwaway. I don't know if we can say that the Bills are bad or anything. I think they'll be fine next week. Um I think there are a couple of these games uh, for week nine that we kind of can't take that much away from it because, because, you know, like it could be a fluke week. Like it is football. Football is very uh, unpredictable sometimes. And it's, that's part of why it's fun, right? Because it's so unpredictable, but that's also why we sometimes don't want to take away too much from any upsets or any weird games that might've happened. So I would say I would say Jags, you know, fair play to them, but Bills are still a, a stellar team, Super Bowl contender for sure. So, Super Bowl contender, yes, stellar. I I don't even know. What's anymore. the difference? I look. I just I just think that I mean, like, I don't think we should just throw it away. The Bills scored six points against the Jaguars. Yeah. Josh, uh, okay. The Jaguars, if their offense is fine, their their defense very much is not. And uh, I mean, they had a showing for probably I think Taven Bryan played really well, and Josh Allen 
you know, the, the other Josh Allen had a really good game. First time in NFL history that a guy sacked a player with his exact name. Pretty cool. Yeah, that's true. Um, so that sacked sack, and, that, and got a pick, I think, right? Fumble, recovery, and fumble interception. Recovery. Yeah, yeah. Insane. Actually, he did everything. He did everything. You know what? Our, our first week or whatever, we we had Instagram posts of, like, the Spider-Man meme. But this would have been so much better if, like, we had waited until now to, like, mm. do that. That's a good so one nice. too. Josh yeah. Allen, Josh Allen. <laughs> we could do that. Uh, I, yeah, I we can, could revisit I'll, it. We could revisit. It's almost like a meme as a template and can be reused. <laughs> um, I have other ideas, though. I'll, I'll tell you about them after. Okay. Um, in the meantime, looking at this game, the Bills' offense is very one-dimensional. Let's just get that out of the way. I thought Zach Moss was going to really up his game this year and it looked like he would for like a first few games but uh, their rushing offense isn't there they're only getting basically scrambles out of josh allen when nothing else can happen that's all they're getting and uh, even then there were a lot of drop passes it looked like and uh, just miscues and the o-line was really bad in particular um, one of their their left guard or left tackle was out, so they had this guy who hadn't played in week started for weeks or maybe months playing in, and he gave up like by far the most pressures and sacks. So even though the rest of the O line was same, the O line that took him to the AFC Championship O line is so much about chemistry mm-hmm. between all five guys. So that just when you have one miss weak chain in the link. It can make everything collapse. Mm-hmm. And that's what it looked like this happened. Yeah. And I would say, you know, we always talk about how important O-line is. And, um, you know, I think they they gave up, they gave up, I think, four sacks this game. I think it was, uh, if I got that right, I think it was four sacks this game, which is, you know, it's quite a bit. Like, you don't, you, because it's, it's not just the sacks, right? It's all the pressures that come with the sacks. Right. And, um, and that's, like, really game. telling. I don't. Yeah, I mean, it's not as bad as, goodness gracious, Chicago Bears O-line giving up nine sacks to the Browns. But I think four sacks might be the most that the Mm -hmm. Bills have given up this year. And to the Jags, including two sacks from a guy who hadn't had one this season. Mm -hmm. Like, this was, I mean, they found a weakness in the, a chink in the armor. And they went for it. And that's what you got to do. You got to take advantage of weaknesses when they're there. That being said, the Bills passing offense should be so much better to the point that, you know, there would be enough passing options available, I would think, to take care of the problem. You know, there's, besides Stefan Diggs, there's Beasley and Emmanuel Sanders and Gabriel Davis and Dawson Knox is hurt, but Tyler Sweeney okay and both of their running backs catch balls too like how could they not have a guy open on basically every play I yeah I that's that's what I don't get like I feel like it was an off game for Josh Allen maybe because he wasn't used to so much pressure um but it felt like the thing is like his completion percentage was was I think it was fine but I feel like he wasn't getting the important passes through I think I think that was like the key for me is 
he was getting some passes in and, and things like that. And, like, they were making a few plays, but it wasn't the offense that we're used to. Like, they're supposed to be much more relaxed and free-flowing, and this was just so much more stagnant, right? Yeah. Um, along with that, it's I don't I don't want to like uh, just completely be upset with the Jacksonville defense, but they they really did try their hardest this week. I think this is the certainly the best they're capable of doing, and uh, they definitely tried super hard because they had that win in London, and then they came back to the U.S. had their bye, then they looked awful against the Seahawks. It was probably their worst game of the year. Well, maybe not as bad as the Texans. That's up for debate. But regardless, it was a really bad game. And uh, they put it out that they really wanted to make a difference. You got to play up to the big big ballers. You got to try your hardest against the best competition. And that's exactly what they did. Good for them. Um... The only other thing that I think is fun to take away from it is that was the f- those field goals they made were the first field goals they made in America this season. What? It took, it took until week nine for them to make oh, a field God. goal in the United States. Wow. <laughs> Truly <laughs> remarkable. And they made 100% of their field goals in America this season against the Buffalo Bills. Nice. <laughs> Always feels good. That kicker, bro, putting in the work finally. Matthew Wright, he's never wrong. Well, except there was that one. There was one time he missed three consecutive kicks, but there were like flags on the first two attempts. Anyways, <laughs> um, Browns at Bengals. This was our money game. And I made my money back. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Fair play. Alex had a huge week this week. So this will be a common Ooh. thing. He's uh, He made a lot of good picks. And. Uh, yeah, I mean, fair fair enough. Like the Browns destroyed the Bengals. It wasn't close. What what the hell is this? Okay, I didn't I expect th- this at all. I think it starts off. Football is a game of emotion and momentum. And mm-hmm. that first drive, the Bengals are chewing up the field. They're getting to the end zone. They're in the red zone, and then Denzel Ward intercepts it at the goal line, and he runs it back for a 100 or 99 yard touchdown. That just takes the air out of Cincinnati. You think you able- think that's that's what it was. I don't think that's all it was because literally they still scored the ne- the next team to score was the Bengals and they tied it up. But in general, the the Browns were pumped and uh, the Bengals felt really awful after that. I mean, Joe Burrow didn't pass for a single touchdown this game. It definitely took him out. They had to rely on Mixon the entire game. But Mixon played really well. I'm not saying he didn't. I'm not saying he didn't. But if you got Joe Burrow, you got to be able to pass for a touchdown. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like he, he, yeah, he was, uh, he was not looking great out there. I I would also say, you know, uh, Jamar Chase had a really bad fumble. Um, Jamar Chase in general, he kind of missed a few they, catches okay. there. They, you know, I mean, he got, he's got, he's the one that was being covered on that Denzel Ward touchdown. Yeah, they, sure. they mostly took Jamar out of the game. It seemed and, like it. Yeah, and uh, maybe part of it. I mean, for one, T. Higgins has actually gotten more targets than Jamar Chase has on the season. If you take out the games he wasn't in, 
But regardless, um, if Jamar isn't an option, it definitely scares Burrow if he can't pass him at all. Yeah. I mean, Higgins is very good, though, too. Like, oh, you for know. sure. I mean, I, I, I love Higgins. I, I, coming into the year, like from a fantasy perspective, definitely was like, this is going to be the T. Higgins show. Why is everyone like Jamar Chase? That was certainly one of my wrong-er calls, but like, it's not like I drafted either of them. I did just sure. pick up T. Higgins, though, in a trade the other week. So mm-hmm. that's a good call for me. Regardless, though, if you t- the the real surprising part is just how good the Browns' offense looked when they got rid of Odell Beckham. He was such a cancer to their <laughs> wait, organization. You, wait, wait, are you being for real? They scored so much, and OBJ wasn't there. I mean, but, like, no, okay, I know what you're saying. Like, that's saying a lot. I don't know if that's because he wasn't there. I'm not saying. It's because he wasn't there, but you can't help but notice that he wasn't there. And then they had a field day. They did. They were, they were free flowing, like effortless, effortless football. Baker looked good. Like Baker didn't do too much, but like he, what he did, he did, he did quite more than enough. I mean, obviously Nick Chubb just takes off for a 70-yard run. That was also... I've never seen Chubb run that fast at the end when he just burst past the defenders. Chubb, Chubb is... I don't know if... Uh, I, I don't think about it, but Chubb is uh, top one or two rushers in the league. I would say so. I think maybe behind Derrick Henry. He's probably mm-hmm. second. Fair enough, fair enough. Um, but you still took... Najee Harris over him. Oh, 100%. And we'll talk about that game and how amazing he looks. He, he looks not, so he did, good. Not well, He did not look amazing this game. Dude, no, no. You don't understand. That's the thing. Like, the O-line is really bad. That's really what it is, right? But he looks so good. He breaks he two is, tackles every doing, single time. He is doing everything he can. I'm Everything. Not a, he is doing everything in his power. Sure. But that's but what I'm saying. O-line matters. And Nick yeah, Chubb, yeah. but but still, you know, and you know, at least uh, I mean, Chubb I'm got not, injured, so be happy. You, okay, sure, be happy you didn't pick Antonio Gibson in this league. Yeah, fair. I mean, I don't want to pick Antonio Gibson out of the other league. I mean, a lot of people were like, I mean, you that that was the turn. A lot of people were picking between those two guys. Yeah, yeah, they definitely were. I just feel like looking back, we could have gotten Eckler. And it would have been so you much have, You could have gotten Eckler, sure. Yeah. I mean, and our league, the, the one person, like, he fell to 18th because, I mean, I'm not going to forget that was my first pick at 18. Yeah. I definitely yeah. don't regret trading down. It doesn't hurt that I was able to get another RB1, but. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, you, you definitely, like, pull that trade off very well with me. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like, you, you really use that in the best way. I mean, so. is it really the best way if one of the guys I drafted was Allen Robinson? Fair. I mean, you're going to have those those types, but... I mean, you, you can't get everything right. Yeah. Um, and just like how Odell Beckham wasn't right for the Browns, I guess. Yeah. I'm also... I, guess, I, yeah. I mean, I'm, also, I'm not really surprised how the, their defense was bad. I mean, the, the Bengals' defense was bad, but like... It's they had like some really good showings earlier playing above their level, and now they've just reverted and regressed hard. I don't really know what it is. 
You're saying you're saying the defense has regressed. Their defense has played worse. Um, I think their their team's just been playing worse overall since that Ravens win. Yeah, the that's win that's there. really the maybe the takeaway is, you know, just a couple weeks ago they were um, literally the number one seed in the AFC for a bit. Yeah, the number one seed in the AFC. The AFC is so good this year. Um, yeah, and two weeks later, two two pretty bad losses. I would say. Yeah. Anyways, moving on to the next game. Another inexplicable game by some degree. Well, certainly less explainable less, than this past uh, yeah. one. Broncos at Cowboys. It's we all picked the Cowboys here. We all picked the Cowboys. And it was a Browns shutout. I mean, a, a Broncos shutout until middle of the fourth quarter when it would, they finally scored touchdowns. But it was 30-zip before then. Yeah, it wasn't, zip. it wasn't uh it wasn't close at all like even though you know what were the end of this final score end up being like a 30 16 because 30 16 that's right they, they just got a bunch of Turner, their wide runs. receiver six got two touchdowns or something yeah yeah they they had some random touchdowns but like the game was over game um, was over for sure this was uh this is this is a great game to watch also um in a different way just the dominance on i mean on both sides honestly like you know teddy teddy didn't do like he i guess the game plan was let him do his thing but don't like make him do too much um let the running game take over and the running game took over javante williams 111 yards javante williams so much other than Mel- justin fields he's my favorite offensive rookie in the fair league. yeah melvin gordon 80 yards um Javante Williams, 6.8, 6.5 per attempt, which is ridiculous. Um, obviously, you know, he had a couple I don't of, think uh, this man can – this man basically can't get tackled. He's just like Najee Harris as well. I mean, yeah. he's a wrecking ball. It's yeah. insane. He looks really good. I love watching him run. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's infuriating almost to watch Melvin Gordon, you know, play decent but not like better but still mm-hmm. get so many carries. Yeah, I mean they're they're definitely sticking with Melvin Gordon for some reason. Even though Devontae like, does look better, I don't uh, blame them. He's probably better in like pass protection for one, mm-hmm. and uh, he's they're probably a slightly better pass catcher too. But I think the part, bigger part might just be that he's playing well, and uh, you want to preserve your young guy when you can. Like, so yeah. don't let him take a massive beating every single game, like Najee Harris takes, for instance. Mm-hmm. He hasn't gotten hurt yet, but I'm I'm personally afraid of Najee Harris's health because he gets all the snaps basically, and the O line doesn't look good. Yeah, that's uh, that's that's a fair point. But in terms of this game, um, Tim Patrick uh, actually finally kind of comes out of nowhere. Um, I don't think you know, he's nowhere. I well, think big... he he was he. So he's here's the thing, right? He. I would say is Jerry Judy, Corden Sutton, Tim Patrick, right? And sure. once Jerry Judy like went out, then Tim Patrick kind of had his role. Um, and the idea was once Jerry D- Judy comes back, Tim Patrick will kind of regress. Uh, and he kind of did, but this game, it you know, it's completely out the window. He, he was he had, he had a great game. And he had a great Corden game. Corden Sutton was pretty quiet. Yeah, so Corden Sutton has been quiet for a while now um which is surprising to me because it doesn't seem like there should be a real reason for him to be because he was doing fine 
just a couple games ago. He was doing, he was he had a, a few great games in a row. Um, so I don't really get it. Like this, maybe this is just an off game, but you know, I hope he uh, hope he can recover because uh, one kit, one reception, nine yards is not going to do anything for a team. Doesn't really cut it, does it? <laughs> um, yeah, it's weird. I definitely thought he he'd be more involved. He was one of those guys that like was falling pretty hard in fantasy drafts. I was like, why is no one taking him? And then you know Michael got him, and they traded to you, and then you traded him. You traded him away, right, for Deontay? I did. Yep. Well, good for you, man. <laughs> yeah, I still uh, was raging at me, but yeah, it feels good. <laughs> it's his fault for taking a stupid trade, man. Yeah. <laughs> he gave up a, a wide receiver, a genuine wide receiver too. Yeah. Um, it's whatever. Um, but I think that you saw that you, I don't know, you didn't watch the game. Did you, there was the craziest, uh, special teams play I think I've ever seen. So their punter, uh, the, the, the Broncos punter, um, the Brown, the, the Cowboys successfully got a three and out somehow, but then it's fourth down. They're doing the punt. The punt gets blocked. So it's like, Oh gosh, the Cowboys <laughs> made a play. This is awesome. Yeah. But then a Cowboys special teams player touches the ball past the line of scrimmage but can't recover it. And then he can't get it. It bounces, and then a Bronco grabs it. Even though he doesn't get past what would have been the first down line, because of some bullshit rule in the NFL, as long as a, a defensive player touches it from a punt after the line of scrimmage, the, the Broncos get a first down if they recover it. So that's what happened. It was bullshit. And then yeah. they went on to score again. I, I did see that. That was super strange to me. Like that's such an edge case play. Like I don't I don't know if that ever happens again. Like what a weird I think, sequence of I, I think it's really weird. They should also change the rule because I think if you don't get the first down, why should it matter? Yeah. That it was su- it was super strange to me. I don't I don't like it. It doesn't really make too much sense. It, it almost but. reminds me of I mean, it's pretty different, but remember that Michael Dixon punt that got blocked against the Rams game, and then he still kicked it again yeah. somehow. Like, some really weird things have been happening on special teams this yeah. year. Yeah, that's fair. But that's that makes more sense to me than this one. It makes more sense than this one, yeah. sure. Because I don't I didn't know that there was a rule that you can't punt it again if you somehow get the ball back. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, this was just really weird. And I read some comments on, like, articles that were basically saying this was, like, what perfectly captured the game. No matter how hard the Cowboys try, nothing can go their way because they literally block the punt. It's like, yes, we stepped up and then the Broncos get a first down again. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I I do think this, it's pretty fluky for the Cowboys often, certainly. Uh, Dak was just rusty, I think, because he didn't play the week before. He looked fully healthy, though, so at least there's that. Yeah, he, he did look healthy, so that's good. Hopefully he'll get better. Um, okay, so Vikings at Ravens. Uh, we all picked the Ravens here, but this is a very interesting game. Um, okay, why, why don't you give your take on it, and then we'll dive in. Why is this an interesting game? This is a, this is a game that we're all unanimous on, and we, uh, we all got it correct. But I don't know if that really tells the whole story here. It's not really that clear of a win, right? 
Vikings bad. That is the story. <laughs> that is pretty much the story as far as I'm concerned. Oh, they are okay. They are more bad than they are good. They cannot of course. Susta- they cannot sustain being good. Mm. That is that is like it was 24-10 and then Ravens they were destroying. Yeah, yeah, and they even they got a 98-yard uh, kickoff return touchdown. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, that's part of you know the Ravens being pretty bad at tackling this year, like mm-hmm. that they missed that guy. But uh, after that, three consecutive Ravens touchdowns, and then Kirk Cousins gets a late pass to to Thielen to tie it up. But then they can't really do anything in overtime, even though. They they intercepted Lamar. Like, no matter what good they do, um, it does not outweigh their lack of good everywhere else. Like, for example, I mean, Dalvin Cook looked good uh, for a lot of it, but they probably could have used him more. I don't know if they could have. He had that one massive run for like 60-something yards. So if you took that out, it was really like 16 carries for 45 yards. So it wasn't... He had that huge play, but uh, besides that one huge play, um, besides the 50-yard Justin Jefferson touchdown, there was very little offense for the Vikings overall. They have the pieces. You'd think that they'd be able to score more consistently, but they can't. I don't really get it myself. I mean, I like it as a Bears fan, but I don't uh, make much sense out of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean... I think this is one of those cases which, I, I mean, this will come up later, but this is kind of the team that has, like, honestly pretty good uh, pretty good skill skill players on offense, but it's not coming together, and I ha- I suspect it's, it's partially because of, I would say, I, I don't know, like, it, it seems like average to below average quarterback play, um, and the O-line is obviously an issue um that it's always going to be an issue if the offense is like struggling a little bit the thing is they put up points early on but they couldn't hold on to it like it's not that they're not capable like you said it's just that they can't keep it up because they don't have the actual infrastructure to back up their production i don't know it's it's really weird they're oh yeah i mean they they are don't seem to be a team that can score every drive, even though they have Dalvin Cook and Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen. And even KJ Osborne's been a pretty good wide receiver three. Um, it's pretty weird. Kirk Cousins, overall, he's been playing decent, honestly, I'd say. Like, if we go to the first few weeks, remember, uh, they almost beat the Seahawks. Or maybe they, they maybe beat the Seahawks. I don't, I don't even remember at this point. Um, they almost beat the Cards if it wasn't for a missed Greg Joseph field goal. Um, this team was putting up a lot of offense earlier on in the season, but uh, people since they are not performing and they're not being successful, I think uh, it's wearing at their players and they're getting frustrated. Also, not even not to like uh, make a big focus, but have you heard the recent news on Dalvin Cook? Oh, yeah, I have, yeah. Yeah, I mean, so he's claiming that he was assaulted, he's the victim of domestic violence, but then his partner is also right. claiming the same thing, so mm-hmm. um, they're going to be embroiled in a legal case, and that no matter what, it doesn't help the Vikings that they're dealing with this. Yeah. So 
it's just a lot for them to deal with. And on the other side of the ball, the Ravens did not start well at all, but they finally caught a rhythm, and Lamar, once again, is doing everything he can, basically, to carry his team, like, after he had some early snafus. I, I don't know if he has the number, like Rob was saying before, I don't know if he necessarily has the numbers for the MVP year, but just on the eye test, he's doing everything he he's, can. Yeah, I mean, he did have two picks, but overall... One, like the, one was, like, really stupid. I believe um, that. Um, and, like, one, I think, was deflected. I would I, say... I, one, one was, like, on him. I don't think both were. Okay, sure, sure. Um, I would say that, like, the effort is clearly there. He had an incredible pass to... Uh, Marquise, I think it was Marquise Brown. Brown. No, right? sorry, no, it was Devin Duvernay. Okay, it was yeah. yeah he, whatever he it was. juggled it and caught it. It was it yeah. was it was fantastic. Yeah, it looks like a Marquise move, but this time it was a different guy. <laughs> yeah, I mean they have the they and, have skill players. And Rashad too, right? Bateman's getting more involved. He had some big plays. Um, both of their old veteran running backs had pretty big runs. Like their O line is kind of clicking now, even though it, it was a problem the earlier part of the year. Yeah, and you know. Tucker, uh, if you're in overtime and the other team does not uh, score, then the Ravens are going to win because that is, they have that is Tucker. Generally, the case, yes. So um, yeah, that was uh, it does, that was pretty it clear. Does, doesn't hurt that they were home, and yeah. it doesn't hurt that it was a 36 yarder, which yeah. Tucker literally makes in his sleep. Sure. But it was a, it was a good all around performance for the Ravens. Um, I look forward to seeing them in Soldier Field. On mm. the 21st. I'm going to be there for that game. It's going to be fun. Ooh, nice. Yeah, that me and good. Rob are going to watch together. <laughs> Exciting. Uh, okay, let's move on. Titans at Rams. So, this is our second to last game that we're going to talk about. We all picked the Rams here, and we're all wrong. Um, what? How does this happen? <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> what? Uh, let's see. Let's see where the what came in. Um, Matt Stafford just looked really bad. It was his worst game of the year. I think that's the okay. big takeaway. Um, there was this uh, terrible... Uh, so, okay. Matt Stafford was about to get sacked, and he was in the end zone, so he really didn't want to get a safety. Yeah. So he mm-hmm. threw it away, like left-handed slant, just to get it out. Lands directly in a defender's hands. That happens a lot this year. So yeah, Carson just, Wentz had his the yeah, other week. That was um, disgusting. Guys, learn how to th- the ground is down. Just <laughs> throw it down. Yeah, yeah. It like really, it, I, I would imagine. I, I'm not an expert. I'm not a QB by any means, but I imagine throwing the way the ball the right way should be easy enough if you're already throwing it away. Yeah. Um, there was that one, and there was there was a different a different interception that ended up being a pick six by uh, Kevin Byard. Um, he was just really off his game. Um, I don't particularly know why. Um, maybe I I think I think for one, this was the worst the Rams O line has looked all year. Um, they were really bad, especially in pass protection, and. Uh, I do think the Titans' D-line is pretty good with Harold Landry and Danico Autry and um, Jeffrey Simmons, but uh, the Rams' O-line historically this season has been able to hold up. 
and shouldn't have let it look nearly as bad and as one-sided as it did today. I mean, I mean Sunday. Yeah. That, um, and uh, I think the Titans did pretty well considering their lack of Derrick Henry. Like, they were using a rotating committee, and every guy got decent touches. Yeah, every guy got decent touches, and, like, the running game was not the same. It was definitely not the same, but... it's. I it mean, was, it can never be the same. It was sufficient, and it, it allowed it them enough. to... Yeah, it, it, it was enough. And Adrian Peterson do... looked good for 36. Yeah, I mean, of course. Like, it's it's AP. Of course he is. Um, And I would say they did enough that they could pass the ball well enough because at least the running game was somewhat of a threat. Um, overall, the offense was a little bit slow, but that's expected. Yeah, they didn't you know? even pass that well. Like, uh, yeah. their lead man, A.J. Brown, got four receptions for 26 yards. Right. Um, um, I mean, I'm pretty sure there were guys with more yards at the end, but if A.J. Brown isn't doing it and you don't have Derrick Henry, it's surprising to see this result against the Rams of all teams. I will say the big big thing here, I think, too, would be the penalties. So Rams here, they, they lose 115 yards to penalties versus, like, the Titans, they lose 19 yards. So that yeah. I mean that's a hundred yards there. That's wow, an extra losing a hundred plus more <laughs> yards to penalties than your enemy. Where did mm. that sound familiar? <laughs> yeah, pen- penalties have been a thing too this season. Like people have just not been disciplined. People have been undisciplined, but I really think the refs are just calling it more than they should a lot of the time. Mm. Maybe like, they've been told to, though. Maybe. Um, Rob's in a group chat of ours said a few weeks ago, it's like, well, the refs really just like seeing themselves on TV, don't they? <laughs> and it almost does feel that way. Like, they have their little egos and they have to put on this show. Mm. And I'm not really about this Rams game. Yeah, I mean, the Rams got penalties, but for the most part, they were earned penalties. It was very different for our last game on the slate. Mm-hmm. Um, and so bad on that last game that I even heard people thinking that the NFL is genuinely rigged. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't, I'm not ready to go there yet, but I certainly may not have been more depressed by a game. So unless you have anything else to say about Titans Ram, let's dive into it. Yeah, let's do it. Um, so obviously I'll let you do your rant because it's your team. Um, but just the quick intro, Bears at Steelers. Um, this is the first uh, – so basically, Alex crushed it this week. He went 10-4. and four. He got four games wrong, right? Uh, both Carrie and I went 7-7. Seven and seven. So just to give you context, he, he was great. Um, he picked three games that we also picked that we all got wrong that were huge upsets, the Bills, the Cowboys, and the Rams. This is the one game that he picked that kind of, I guess, went against the grain a little bit because Carrie and I both picked the Steelers. You picked the Bears. The Bears ended up losing by two in an insane game. Like – I, I watched the game live, obviously. I know you did. Just so it, it didn't seem like it was going to be good. And then it became amazing. Yeah. Which is like, it was surprisingly good by the end. Fields um, really put on the show second half. Uh, Bears yeah. were really inept the first half. And uh, look, if you were to just grade it based on that first half, I'm surprised the Steelers only scored 14, honestly. But everything put together... 
I think the Bears were the better team. And uh, to see that they didn't come out of Heinz with that win was very depressing. Um, and it's not because... If we... I, if I feel like we had genuinely lost that game, I'd get it. But I think that game was legitimately stolen. I am so mad about the refs. They took away a touchdown on a absurd low block flag, which is wrong on two accounts. One, James Daniels did not touch TJ Watt or whoever the defender was if it wasn't TJ. Two, even if he did, it was inside the tackle box. So it's not a low block penalty. If you were behind your offensive line, it is not a penalty to do that. So they took away a touchdown, and then Justin Fields got roughed twice. Um, the first time I don't even care that much about, but the second time, literally two steps and like boom, hits him down in the ground. Like one of the most if you're I don't know if the roughing the passer call should be called as much as it is. But if you're going to call it as much as you do, that one should have been called for sure. Yeah, consistency. And that it's about it's exactly just be consistent with your rules. And I'm not I don't even want to get into the taunting call. I don't whether or not I like the taunting rule. I, I think it's ridiculous, and the fact that Mike Tomlin staunchly defended it after the game makes me realize how much of a clown I think he is outside of like actually coaching. I, I'm not going to take away from his coaching because he plays really well and I've said, I mean, he runs the game really well. He's the only reason the Steelers have been so successful over the past half decade. But boy, did he make a fool out of himself, in my opinion, in his post-game interviews. <sighs> Cassius Marsh made a beautiful play and he can't... First of all, he had this amazing like flip and then karate kick that we don't even get to talk about because of this stupid taunting call taking away. And he stared at the sideline, even uncertainly whether he looked at the Pittsburgh team with his own, just looking at them halfway away. And that's a that's a 15-yard penalty when it should have been a punt. And that gives them a field goal when we lose by two. I mean, how else can I think of the game isn't thrown if they take away a touchdown and a field goal when we lose by two? Yeah. Um, you know, the Bears, uh, you know, I was watching the game and it didn't seem very interesting. And again, the second half, it really it really becomes a nail-biter. And it does become obvious that the penalties are uh, pretty much uh, against the Bears for whatever reason. And I, I will I will say that I noticed that too. I don't think I noticed it to the extent that you did, but why would I? Um, so, but you don't but have as enough. much of a reason to notice. Certainly. Yeah. Um, but, what I noticed, uh, which I will, notice? play de- I, I, will, I will play devil's advocate, is a mob boy Najee. <laughs> what a beast! First half, sure, he was a beast. First half. Okay, but here's the thing: no matter what, he'll always break two tackles. Every time, without fail, which is ridiculous to me. Tackles. I'm not going to – there was this – I remember this one play. It was second half even, so it wasn't mm-hmm. just a one-half story. Um, he was behind the pile. The, the yeah. O-line for the Steelers played really bad. It was behind this pile, and it's like if he gets hit here, it's like minus two. And he somehow got 12 yards on the carry. Yeah. Um, he is very evasive and strong. He is mm-hmm. – it, it, is, uh, it is remarkable, honestly. Um, I think he has great potential in this league. I only chastise you for picking him because he was a rookie. 
Yeah, yeah but rookie, rookie running backs are always uh, you they can't, have a good track record. I don't want to bet on uh, potential. Let's bet on what we know. Yeah, and I know that Chubb is going to split with Hunt. Like, and I know that he's still, like, as you said, a top two running back in this league, even if he splits with Hunt. Yeah. No, well, I just mean talent-wise. Like, I don't, Sure, fine, you know. talent. He's only a top three ta- most talented running back. Therefore, he should be picked. Uh, I mean, Najee overall. is the best talent, so. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's um, what I thought. So he's more, Okay. You can you can have that opinion if you'd like. I certainly <laughs> don't. Um, but how about Big Ben's play? How do you feel about that? Oh my God! Oh Jesus Christ! Like how? Yeah, it just uh, yeah. It, it needs it needs to improve, man. Like they need to move off of him. Like this is just another reminder. I, he you know he he looked he's looked better when the O line has played better, right? So I don't know if. Yes. I don't even know if it's like that's him. Let's just like he's playing the same way he's always played. It's just that the O line is a lot worse. Like, but he's an old man and he can't move. And he's again, he like drops the ball like because he pumps it and he's too weak oh, yeah. to, to to not hold it when he pulls his arm back. Yeah, yeah. I mean, fair enough. Like, there are those things, but I think those things have always been there. I don't think he's actually been better recently. Like, because remember the Steelers were playing better because the O line was better. I don't think he was playing better. I think the O line was playing better. I think now he's think he fair. looks worse because the O line was as worse. As long as he's protected, he can be better. Sure. Yeah. He yeah. wasn't better if you could like somehow look at it in a vacuum. But the thing um, is, and- the the Steelers' skill players are so like just Juicy. mesmerizing. Right, because they're just so each each of them is so talented. I mean, I personally think uh, Chase Claypool looks like a scrub, so I don't really support him. But yes, Deontay and Najee, I can't, and Pat Fryermuth, Muth with two touchdowns this game. He they they look good. Yeah, he came out of nowhere too. I mean, Ben likes his tight ends. Yeah, I mean, I enough. I didn't watch back in the day really, but everyone kept talking about he's like a new Heath Miller, except he's more athletic it's like mm-hmm. okay great we have a tight end now that's awesome it's but uh yeah uh they, they played their offensive personnel minus ben in the o-line pretty good pretty good yeah. i'm not gonna deny it i'm not gonna deny it yeah for sure um but overall i would say a really good game any any closing thoughts for you um i just want to highlight the beautiful special teams touchdown off the kickoff return, Ray Ray McLeod right. runs it up, and he get, they we jar out the ball from him, and then we take it to the end zone. Yeah, I mean, that was that was phenomenal. Uh, I don't think our special teams had been doing very well all year. Um, there was a lot of, especially in the first half. Um, Pittsburgh got great field position, but boy, that play made up for everything. Mm-hmm. And that was the real momentum changer, in my opinion. Sure. And then you know when we got the when we got ahead of them with that touchdown, even with all the bullshit the refs were throwing against us, we still finally got a lead. I really thought we finally did it. We got it, Chicago. Mm-hmm. Of course, our defense fell apart at the very end, but even if you consider that, we still had this game thrown. Uh, it was still taken away from us. And I'm happy to see so many people on the internet, like, basically universally agree. I saw Packers fans cheering for the Bears, man. It was lovely. Yeah, I mean, I I'll, I'll, I honestly can't say that. Like, by F the end. the refs. 
F the refs. Yeah, I mean by the end it was uh, it was pretty uh, it was pretty brutal. So yeah, yeah, um, it was good effort. It was a really good effort. For Good sure. efforts and just and and we didn't even talk about this. Uh, we we all thought that um, it hit the post at the end. The, the kick. Oh right. He breaks a 40, 40 uh, kick streak. Um, yeah. Off of this kick, this sixty-six yarder, um, and we all think at first that it bounces off the post, like it barely missed. The and magic of angles. I was going crazy. I was actually going crazy. I was like. There's no way that the, that the Bears lost off that. of that. There's no way. And then, and then we turned and then the camera you see, around. You see like, the replay. Oh, you were like a whole end He wasn't even close. Yeah, he wasn't even close. <laughs> so, but, you know, it was still, you know, it's still a good game, good effort overall. It was so. still a good game. Um, yeah, you're not just I, – I, you're really accurate, but you're not Justin Tucker and you're outdoors. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I just think uh, – uh, and if Nagy didn't do it and he, like, went for a Hail Mary and missed, people would probably be like, why didn't you try kicking it? It's like, you know what? Shut up. <laughs> no, we're not going to score either way. Let's just yeah. choose one of the bad options. Yeah. But yeah, that's all for week nine. Uh, yeah, let's move on to Fantasy Corner. No. I think we're both chilling at this point. I mean, I'm more chilling. You're definitely more chilling. I got a much needed win this week. I, I won against Jay. I won by two points or three points or something. <laughs> I didn't was... even score that much. Yeah, but... you did not score a so, lot. I mean, I'm fine with that. It was a low scoring week for the entire fantasy mm-hmm. world. The only person that went above a hundred was uh, was Caleb because James Conner scored thirty five. Yeah, yeah, my man Caleb. Now he has his running back along with his stud wide receiver. I don't, I don't, I think that's, I think it's kind of fluky. I, no, I think it is too, but I think it's really funny. Yes, it, it's, it's pretty funny. It's pretty funny. Um, I, it's so funny for me because I have Chase Edmonds. Ha 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 ha. He literally, you all, okay, you also have Taylor and Eckler, so it's fine. I know, but it's still funny, you know, it's so funny that my guy gets injured on the first carry of the game <laughs> and is now going to be missing probably three weeks at least. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. I don't. I have Javante too. Like, I'm. I'll be okay. I'll yeah. be okay. But it's it's still frustrating. Like, you don't like seeing your guys get injured. Like, I lost Russ, but yeah, sure, I got Stafford. So it all evens out, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, last I week for Moss for Zach Moss, I will never forget it. That this that trade gets better by the week. <laughs> last week I uh, didn't have Kyler or D Hop, and so I had to. Yeah, that is true. I had to survive off of, uh, and I didn't have Knox, obviously, so I had to s- throw in Mo Alley Cox, which netted me a nice uh, two point seven or something. Hey, that's um, better. Than, you you should have gone for Dan Arnold or Muth. Mmm, dude, I should have known. I should have known. I mean, I okay, I know you didn't know, but I look. I literally told Peter before this week that he should drop Hunter Henry and take either of those guys. Why are you helping him? Because I want him to not give up, man. He <laughs> was really so sweet. depressed. He was so depressed, man. And also, maybe I feel a little bad for taking Jonathan Taylor from him. <laughs> Remember he begged me? He was like, please let me have yeah, Taylor back, I man. That. I just that need was... a stud RB like him. It's like, yeah, it's fair game, man. You, you accepted rough. the trade. The, okay, to be fair, um, Elijah Mitchell has been okay. Elijah Mitchell has been decent, not just okay. Um, yeah, well, yeah. That's and Tyson, I mean. you know, had that really good week. No, I, Tyson I, I, was a bust, 100%. He was a bust, 
he was a bust. I didn't think he would be a bust, but he was. I did, but okay, okay fine. Sure. I genuinely didn't. And AB then AB, has been AB, good. AB was really good when he played, but he's been out for a while now, so that also hurts Peter. Sure. And Peter has Odell Beckham, who just got waived. Ah, uh, yeah, right. But he'll get I, signed. I think he'll get signed. I mean, probably either the Packers uh, or the uh, if, Pats, right? If I, I really don't think the Packers should sign him, just because. I don't like not just because like I don't want the Packers to win because I genuinely think at that ego in that locker room isn't going to be helpful. I think it'll be fun to watch. I'm sure it'll be fun to watch. It's going to be the asshole to asshole connection between Rodgers yeah, and OBJ every single week. Yeah, that's yeah. fun, dude. It's fun, dude. We get to see the drama unfold. Mm, nice. And then you lose both of those cancers in the offseason. Very nice. Yeah. <laughs> hey, as long as we uh, make the Super Bowl, win the Super Bowl, it's all good. I guess that's all that matters, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, me, personally, I'm pissed, obviously, about that Pittsburgh loss. But at the very least, I'm just like in the mindset, all right, at least we're going to get a better pick next year. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you will. Um, and-, and, and this is, this team's about the future. Yeah, I mean, you know, good. you know what? Also, Monty didn't play that much, but he looked really good too. Monty did look very good. Yeah. So, um, Khalil Herbert looked okay. Um, mm-hmm. but you know, Monty's back. I'm surprised they brought him back because we have a bye next week. Like, why not just let him rest? Maybe just test him out. Fair like, they didn't play that much, let's right? Let's test the waters. You know. Yeah, they didn't, they didn't play that much. Fair enough. It, it it was, you know, it was probably a good call for them to to give him some reps. Sure. And now that. And now that Michael has Monty back, ooh, he's about to destroy the league, isn't he? Dude, that Michael has gotten so unlucky with his injuries. Like literally three of his running backs injured. Like, imagine that. James Robinson was injured, Saquon was injured, David Montgomery injured. Like, that's rough. It's, but he's three and six. So it's awful. Yeah. You never know. If he wins know. out, if he wins out, then he has If a he chance. wins out, he's eight and six. That's a, that's that's definitely playoff makeable. Oh yeah, that's actually easily playoff makeable. Yeah. Um, oh, so yeah, we can lose seven games and still make the playoffs. You, I mean, I don't know if you can do it, but it's definitely possible. Like, yeah, I just yeah. don't know what the record is because it's already impossible for me to get seven losses. Yeah, you're 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 chilling, bro. Like, you, it says a hundred percent for you and Hunter. Like, yeah, you guys are you guys are in. So we just gotta fight. I do. I'm four and five. Like I'm on the I'm on the uptrend right now. Two. You win are on streak. the uptrend. You I'll you yeah. To win streak of two precisely. Mm-hmm. You good for you, man. Keep it and up. I'm playing Allen this week, so hopefully that, I can go five. That's generally five. really really helpful. Yeah. Um, He's already given up because I tried trading with him, and he was like, "No, I'm done. Like I'm not making the playoffs." <laughs> I was like, "Okay." Fine. Yeah, if but I'm he's me. still doing the survivor pool because he just messaged me about it this morning. Okay. Well, there you go. Yeah. He's still active. He's still community. active enough, just non fantasy. Sure. Because it's yeah. been a pretty tough year. People but are yeah. really just taking this hard, bro. Thomas already gets to resign himself to eating the Reaper. Like, well, Thomas' <laughs> team was awful. I yeah. I mean, dude, I told him, man. I he literally asked me for advice after our trade, and he traded up to the fifth pick overall, and I, he was like, "Who should I take?" Sixth, I was yeah. like, "Just." Take a no, running back. Take a running back, like, please. Do They're not all take fine. Kelsey. All fine. And he just specifically takes Kelsey and then gets destroyed. Yeah, I tried trading for Kelsey. I didn't. I didn't work because he said I'm sure I could get more value for him. And I'm like, okay, dude, go get your value from someone. I'm not going to give you more if you yeah. don't want. It's not going to work anymore. But I offered him. 
it was Chase Edmonds. Um, so of course he gets hurt because I offered him in this trade and the fantasy gods heard the whisper. So it's like, <laughs> this trade cannot happen next week. Yeah. He must make sure he breaks his ankle. Sure. But yeah. So we'll Hopefully AP performs for me. We'll see. Hopefully. If, uh... You need someone to replace D-Hop. Yeah. Nope. Now let's move on to week 10 predictions. So another, hopefully, like, we'll see. Like, Carrie's not here this week. It's just us two. We're back head to head. Yeah. Lame. <laughs> we got we to gotta see if we can, uh, we got to see if uh, I can start to pick things up. Because I've been pretty, uh, I've been pretty bland recently. You've, seven, seven, eight, recently eight. Recently, you've been pretty bland for, like, the entire season. Yeah, but at least I've had a winning record. Yes, you, you've, you've yet to, you've still, if you, if, them, if the Bears won, this is why the Bears had to lose. Because otherwise, <laughs> you would have gone below 500, and clearly that's a sin. It's impossible. Clearly I'm that is not immune. possible. So the universe said, well, we got to intervene once more. Exactly. Um, but yeah, I, I you've had a... I, I'm definitely t- closing the gap. I'm just going to quickly check uh, to see if I can even see if whether we're tied or not. No, you're still, you're still ahead of me, actually, I think, in the long run, for the whole season, by a, a few games. Um, but I'm catching up. So well, yeah. I mean, last week see. was good for you. So Last week was a good one. I closed the gap in, by half. Now... Mm. We have plenty of different games this week, so it's going to split us or bring us together. Mm-hmm. So, Ravens at Dolphins. Yeah, I'm not going to even try and make a case for the Dolphins, especially because Tua might not play. Yeah, Ravens are the Ravens. Saints at Titans, like, you know, I this is, uh, this is our first marquee game, and... I go Titans here. Alex, you go Saints. I go Titans here because Titans look good last week, and that kind of gives me more confidence that they have a good game plan going in, and they should be able to execute it. Because I didn't, I didn't see any red flags. Honestly, mm-hmm. like I was, I was honestly very like, I was surprised in a good way. Um, I think they took the opportunities they they could and used them really well, and I think yeah. that's all you can ask for from a from a well run organization. So I'll go with the Titans here. I f- yeah. I mean, as far as like my my zags from you. I certainly think Saints is a, I'm a less certain about that one. It's just more that I think the Titans are going to be over their heads after beating the Rams as handedly as they did. Because I don't think their team is as good as they played last week. Sure. And I think the Saints, you know, are going to be really motivated after they lost, unfortunately, to the Falcons of all teams. So now they're going to try super hard. Uh, I think Sean Payton's a good coach and they're a pretty good organization. So they're going to run something different. They're going to involve Taysom Hill more. I don't know what they're going to do. I just trust that they're going to do something different. And I think that they're going to be good enough to find the weakness in the Titans, whatever that may be. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I can totally see that. Uh, I'm going to stick with Titans. I think, I think I'm pretty confident in my Titans pick, honestly. I'm pretty comfortable with your Titans pick. <laughs> okay. uh, Bills at Jets. Uh if if they lose to the Jags and the Jets two weeks in a row, man, yeah. I don't even know That's what rough. to say. I That's don't even rough. know what to say. Yeah. Um, the Jets, uh, you know, the thing is, these bad teams that we thought were bad, they've had flashes of... Uh... But Mike White got hurt, so now that's over. <laughs> but you know what? Uh, also, it fair... looks like the Bill- the Jets can only beat teams that are... Actually, never I take it back. I was gonna. I I for thought they faced the Jags already. They haven't yet. Um, but uh, the Jets 
had something. Even Josh Johnson played decently. He got yeah, three so touchdowns, one interception. So that's the thing is that their third string quarterback was better than Zach Wilson. Yeah, for real. I don't know what happened. It was a, that was an insane performance to me. It was like it was so interesting that 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 he was actually very competent. Like he was definitely worse um, than no one can uh, be as Mike good White. as Mike White. It's understandable, <laughs> but but he was very decent. Like I was very surprised by that. So and like they also had like a huge after that massive uh, Jonathan Taylor touchdown. Um, they definitely like if you like just look after that. The Jets closed the gap a lot. Like forty-five to thirty was the end score, but uh, I think when that touchdown happened, there was like a twenty-five to thirty-point differential. Before, mm-hmm. so they closed it somewhat. Yeah, yeah. And uh, their running backs are are looking decent. Michael Carter and Ty Johnson's getting his touches. Uh, Elijah Moore stepping up. Corey Davis is doing all right. You know, I think the Jets. I this is kind of what I thought about the Jets when the year started. Kind of like the Jags. I just need to – we have to wait for these, like, young franchises to get to where we think they are. But I saw the potential in them, and I, I feel okay about their future. They're certainly doing better than the Lions right now. Well, speaking of, so Lions and Steelers, I can't believe you picked the Lions here. This is why. Um, I think, you know, the Steelers have to crash, right? And uh, the world, the, the the NFL didn't let it happen against the Bears, so now <laughs> the Steelers are going to be up their own. They're going to be up their own asses, and they're going to be like, "We just beat the Bears. There's no way we can <laughs> lose to the Lions, right?" And then they're going to lose to the Lions because the Lions are rested, and the Lions, you know, I think Dan Campbell has not have a good roster to deal with, but I like his coaching approach so far, and I think. Kind of like the same thing with the Eagles match that went poorly. But again, I think now that they had the rest and they've been planning for this for two weeks, I really think that if they're going to win a game that's like going to be a stunner, it's going to be this one. That You make some good points. Uh, I, I'm surprised by how in-depth that analysis was because I wouldn't Thank have you. thought of it that way. Um Steelers here seemed like the obvious pick. I didn't even think about the They're Lions. the better team, clearly. They're the better team. But like, yeah. The better team doesn't always win. That's, That's true. If, if You know, if the Steelers actually do lose to the Lions, then that, that will tell me a lot about, about just how situational the NFL is. It's really situational. It's very that's, situational. Basically, that's basically my bet here, why the Lions win. Mm-hmm. That's, that's an interesting one. I'll, I'll give that to you. Jaguars at Colts. Uh, um, I'm not yeah. – yeah, I mean, I like the Colts, and yeah. the Jags just came off a ridiculous win against the Bills. Sure. Um, Colts are playing for their season. Jags are playing for seasons beyond this. So yeah. the Colts are going to try harder and win. I agree. So Bucks at Washington. Um, all right, we both have the Bucks. They're both rested, so I can't even use that to pick one <laughs> sure. or the other. But um, – I think the Bucks are a teensy bit better than the Washington mm. football team. Mm-hmm. Ooh, speaking of, now that we're talking about the Bucks, um, 
my pick for MVP is which I actually said last week, but I you did. You did. I forgot. Um, but my pick is is Tom Brady. Tom Brady is uh, going to be your MVP pick. Okay. The the case for it is that the Bucks schedule is so much easier now. I think they play the Bills once the rest of the season. That he's going me, to like let me, look let me really tell good. you what the the Bucks schedule is. Rest yeah, of let's the year. hear. It. Okay, so Washington, mm-hmm. Giants, mm-hmm. Colts, yep. Falcons. Mm-hmm. Buffalo, Saints, Panthers, Jets, Panthers. Wow. Oh, wow. Panthers, Jets, Panthers. Amazing. So this is the thing, right? I have to think that the MVP has, like, there is a little bit of that story aspect. It's not about necessarily who is the best. It's about who has the best story as well. That also happens in the NBA, right? That's It's probably a bigger factor in the NBA than it is in the NFL, but... You know, Tom Brady winning an MVP. I, I, don't th- I don't think Brady can be the best. Sto- they literally won the Super Bowl last year. Last year. If you're going to go on to the story aspect, it's no longer like, wow, despite everything and moving into a new situation, he's done phenomenal. He literally won a Super Bowl last season. Yeah, but I feel like he probably didn't uh, feel like he got the respect he deserved before that. Um, and so I kind of think that this will be kind of retribution for, you know, giving him his respect. Because I still think awarding someone an MVP at 41 or 42 years old, however old he is now, that's Fair enough. That's a ridiculous story. And he deserves it. And this is the season that he will be able to get it because the Bucks have such an easy schedule. It's laughable. Um, you know, like, and I, we've always known this, right? Like, I've known this. Like, I picked the Bucks defense in fantasy because I figured their schedule would be easy. Granted, it hasn't worked out the best, but that, like, that was a big thing for the Bucks. Is like their schedule is super easy, and because their schedule is super easy, he's going to look amazing, and he's going to continue to look even better. And the story is there. The story is he's going to be the oldest MVP in league history, probably like ever. And okay, I think that's great. Sure. Um, I mean, let me tell you, uh, the MVP odds already, it's not really that big of a reach because the NFL MVP odds right now, according to Vegas, it's literally a tie between Allen and Brady right now. Oh, really? Okay. Nice. But what's surprising is that I'm surprised Allen's even tied for the top after that horrible sure. loss to the Jags. Yeah, that surprises true. me. I think yeah. va- the betters are just like, let's let's forget that happened. Let's forget that happened. There's no <laughs> way that can really be the truth. Yeah. Um, so it goes Allen and Brady. Then it's a pretty a fairly significant drop. Then Murray and Stafford, are basically the same. And then another drop to Lamar. And then it's a little more of a drop to Rogers Prescott. Like you're that's at this point it's like. We're just naming people. Yeah. Um, Derrick Henry probably would have been a very good candidate to be a non-QB MVP if he wasn't hurt. So I'm very ups- uh, upset about that. I yeah. love seeing other guys than QBs win it. Yeah, I Because, agree. like, it's unfair. Like, yeah, oh, wow, we're the center of the offense. So of course we're going to be the most valuable player. It's like, shut up. Clearly, some guys elevate their teams in a certain way that you could, like, give them that recognition even if they don't play quarterback. The, num- right. the number one guy for non-QB odds at this point is Cooper Cup, and his odds are apparently plus 8,000. <laughs> and then wow. um, Justin F- Justin Fields is plus 10,000. So they're basically saying 
if if Cup doesn't get MVP, the next best guy is Fields, and I promise you, Fields is not MVP this year. <laughs> um, and then after Fields, it's Donald, Devonte, and Kittle for some reason is up there, what? even though he hasn't even played like half the year. Kittle no has, way. Kittle has the same MVP odds as Garoppolo, apparently. Oh my God, I would take that. Take that bet, except it's literally not worth it. <laughs> Neither of us win that. We both yeah. lose. If yeah, if somehow one of them wins, we could maybe do something. I don't know. But there's no way the Niners have an MVP yeah. candidate on their team right now. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, but uh, yeah, saying that Brady is going to be MVP isn't that much of a reach anymore. I, not, yeah. I, I just don't like it because, you know, I don't think the story element's really there. And maybe you're right. Um, It's definitely possible, definitely doable. Um, but I'd rather go for one of those young bucks that are surrounding him. Josh Allen, Kyler Murray, um, Matthew Stafford, Lamar Jackson. I'd want to go for any – I'd rather take the field than take Brady for sure. Okay, fair enough. Browns at Pats. Uh, we're split on this. I have the oh, Browns wait, it, Pats. It's, it's just hilarious. We don't even – I know it does, it's not worth talking about. It's just hilarious that it's not worth talking about Washington in the slightest. We literally <laughs> just went on a tangent about Brady's MVP odds because we know there's no point talking about yeah. the football team. Yeah, there's no point. But, yeah, Browns um, at Patriots. This yeah. one's going to be our money game of the week. So we're split, right? So I picked the Browns, you picked the Pats. Mm-hmm. I was actually surprised to see this. Uh, the Pats are the favorites. I mean, they're the home team. That's what happens. The, yeah, but I think, okay, so obviously the Browns, a lot of it, a lot of this is to do with is Chubb playing or not. Because Chubb is, Chubb is like, it's not, he's not necessarily the Derrick Henry of their offense, but he's like, he's close. Like he, he's a huge part of their offense. He, he can actually good. carry that offense. Um, the more equivalent would be probably Jonathan Taylor in terms of team. Sure. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good, uh, that's a good comparison. So I would say that matters a lot, but I'm going to stay with the Browns no matter what. It's still questionable. He can still play. I don't think if he does play, you know, I could very easily see Browns taking this like easily because the weakest part of the Patriots defense is their running defense. And also Brady is just, uh, sorry. Brady. Belichick and Brady are the same person in my mind, apparently. So Belichick um, is a worse at coordinating the run defense. He's better at passing defense. But guess what? Browns are not a good passing offense. Yeah. So that his defense acumen is not going to be very helpful, honestly, against a team like the Browns, I'd say. Mm-hmm. But if they don't have Chubb, they only have Dearness Johnson, who played decently against the Broncos, but the Patriots are not the Broncos. Yeah, I think uh, I think it's definitely like a toss up. I, I I can see it. Um, it really just depends on if Chubb plays. That's a big story here for me. Sure. So yeah, I took Pats. Uh, you took Browns. Um, Pats minus one point five is the spread. So that's what we're gonna do. If somehow the Pats win, but only by one, I will be incredibly <laughs> frustrated. Yeah, that would be insane. Yeah. Um. All right. Falcons at Cowboys. Yeah, we both. I, I'm Cowboys not going to attempt making yeah. a case for the Falcons. Yeah. <laughs> Panthers and Cars? Yeah, okay. We'll just yeah. move on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, oh, the Falcons are going to carry momentum <laughs> over that huge Saints win. No, if anything, they're going to be over their heads. Um, yeah. yeah. 
So Panthers, Panthers cards. I would say here, like first of all, this is our second marquee game uh, of two. Actually, so we, only, we only have two this week that we. You know, about. I don't even know if this one should be a marquee game anymore. Sam so, Darnold's out. Yeah, that that's the thing. Like it feels PJ like Walker is gonna take Arizona by storm. It seems like this uh, this week will lead to a lot of upsets just because there's so few like quote unquote marquee games in our eyes, right? Sure. The reason the reason I, I you know have the Panthers cards here as a, as a marquee game is because you know cards cards are obviously like an insane team. But we still don't know for sure if Kyler and D-Hop are playing. Eventually, that's going to matter. I know last week they were great, but I think eventually it's going to matter. Um, and Panthers are getting CMC back, uh, I I think, in full force. And that's, like, their best playmaker by far on offense. Getting him back is going to make a huge game-changing difference. Breaking news, CMC good. Yeah. and I mean, he played I, well. He only played half the snaps last week, and then he, he still got close to 100 yards. Yeah, yeah, maybe more. He's like it's like effortless for him. It's it's ridiculous but, how good he is. But then the argument is, oh, because PJ Walker is behind center, like clearly they can just do everything to stop CMC. And then what is that offense without him? Right. So that we'll have to see what what happens. Um, but... So it, maybe CMC is good enough. To like get past all that, he's very well. If anyone's good enough, it's probably CMC. But this is kind of the bet I took two years ago when I traded him away because Cam was hurt and like yeah. I was like, "There's no," and and he looked kind. Uh, CMC looked off for a bit, and it was my mm-hmm. first year in fantasy, so I thought mm-hmm. it's all going to go downhill from here. Mm-hmm. I think that's kind of the start of that this season. I mean, their defense was already not playing fully up to snuff, but losing Sam Darnold, even if we don't like him, he's better than PJ. Yeah, yeah, and I think that probably is what tilts it. Um, and also, Kyler and D-Hop could play. Yeah, like, we, we don't know that they won't play. I mean, play. even if they don't, they won by two touchdowns against the Niners. I, I still think that that has to be somewhat of a fluke. Oh, like, I, think I think at sure. some level... It's a divisional game. Anything can happen in a divisional game. But sheesh. Yeah. Colt McCoy. I think he even looked great. It's just yeah. I think that was just like the Niners were really bad. I don't yeah. think... I think the Panthers very well could be as bad, but I'd like to think they'll play better. Yeah. Um, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Should be an interesting one. Vikings at Chargers. We booked the Chargers here. We talked about how the Vikings are uh, underperforming in a lot of ways. And Chargers look really good. underperforming the Chargers. Well, so here's the thing. So Herbert actually looked pretty good last week. Um, I'm really confused because – I always thought, and we talked about this, but I always thought that there were just three targets on the Chargers. Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Austin Eckler. You were dumb, dumb. Apparently. They, like, they have apparently. like 10 targets. I, um, apparently they, so. They get, they get their wide receiver five involved. They get their tight end three involved. I mean, occasionally, but like it seemed like this, they were game, really this spreading game was this a lot game. of it. This game was a lot of it, for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, usually I, it seems like they're funneling a lot more. I'd say that... Uh, yeah, Mike Williams drew Darius Slay a lot, so he was pretty neutralized as an option. And uh, what, you can't just throw it to Keaton. So yeah. they really did have to spread it. And, like, none of those guys, besides, like, maybe Eckler, he's a running back, so you can't really funnel him most of the time. 
So besides that, and that's the middle of the field. You can't just funnel the middle of the field. Mm -hmm. So they had to keep looking to other wide receivers and other tight ends. Mm -hmm. And all three of their tight ends scored a touchdown, I'm pretty sure. Mm -hmm. Literally a touchdown for Donald Parham, uh, Jared Cook, and Steven Anderson. Like, what is that? How often do you have three different touchdowns, three different tight ends scoring a touchdown? Yeah. And regardless, Uh, I think that I I still like the Chargers more than the Vikings. And they have home field. Um, I already made my case. Well, I mean, I don't like the Vikings, and I'll continue to say I don't like the Vikings moving forward. I think it's a pretty clear pick, Chargers here. Seahawks at Packers, uh, we're split here, and it's a fair split, I think. Uh, this is honestly going to be a very interesting game. I have the Packers, you have the Seahawks. I have the Packers for obvious reasons, I guess, but also because... You're a homer. <laughs> but also because, like, it's the Seahawks, like, to some extent, you know, their defense is... Russ is coming pretty... back, though. Yeah, yeah, okay, so, fair. But their defense is pretty notoriously bad, right? Um, Aaron, Aaron, so, I don't know what's going on there, but I... I think it will look dumb dumbs. That's what's going on here. Yeah, I mean, I guess so. Like, I I have to think it'll get better. Um, it it may not get better this week, but I still am going to believe in the Packers. It'll be fun to root for the Packers. Um, I think the Seahawks are probably the better team, but the Seahawks defense is bad enough that I could see the Packers just running all over them or something. Because AJ Dillon is looking a lot better too. I'll say this. Um, I think that if if Aaron Rodgers is there. Certainly, the Packers are the better team, just because Rodgers is so frustratingly good. But uh, there's actually a pretty good chance he doesn't play because of unvaccinated players' protocol. Mm -hmm. The earliest they can know that he's playing is Saturday. So he cannot attend practice until Saturday. He'll be fine without practice, but sure. Did you see week one? No, he'll be fine. That's a whole summer, bro. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Allow my Bears fandom to hope. Uh, Eagles at Broncos. Eagles at Broncos? Yeah. We're split yeah. again. Uh, I have the Broncos, you have the Eagles. Uh, yeah. I'm. I, you need to explain yourself, because the Broncos looked really good last week. And the Eagles are probably one of the worst teams in the league. Okay. This is why I took the Eagles. I think the, the Brown... I've said, why do I keep saying... They, they start with BRO, so I keep saying Browns for some reason. I think the Broncos... Great performance uh, was fairly fluky. You know, they played well, but here's the thing. The Eagles have a lot better of a running defense, honestly, than um, the Cowboys do, I'd say. That's true. So uh, they cannot establish the run as well as they did. Um, also, if they're going to be behind, theoretically, I kind of think they will be. At least they'll be close, but the running game won't be able. They'll have to go to the passing game more. And... Uh, you know, I don't think the Broncos should have won last week, but they did. And now that they won last week, they're going to probably be like, wow, we're so amazing. We just, we were almost beating the Cowboys 30 zip. And then they're going to uh, go against the Eagles and feel ashamed of themselves. That's basically how I think it plays out. Also, just Eagles are trying, even though they're not going to, they kind of, you know, can make the playoffs just because. Um, the NFC, besides like division leaders, for the most part, it's pretty open. So it's somehow if they win out, you know, they can make it. And uh, I think the Eagles have enough decent uh, skill position players. Uh, 
they maybe figured something out with their run game. Jordan Howard seems like their lead guy now. I don't know. I and also they went twenty seven to twenty four against the Chargers, who I think are a good team. So I think they have enough to beat him and pull an upset. Okay, fair enough. I mean, you're you're you always pick the upsets pretty well, so I think those are pretty good reasons. I think the Broncos is an easier pick to make because they're a better team and they they are looking better. They're looking better by the week, which is sure. which is good. Like you want that from a team. You don't want your team to be looking worse every week. Speaking of which, the Chiefs uh, at the Raiders. <laughs> so we're both picking the Raiders here, which I'm oddly surprised by because I thought I was making the bold pick with the Raiders, but you also made the Raiders pick. Um, I'm I always mean, for, going for the upsets. Fair enough. I mean, I, I probably should have known, but Chiefs for me, like, I don't even know if – I mean, I would feel less comfortable picking the Chiefs here than the Raiders, honestly. Like, you this already is not even made like your an, big baller bet that they're not going to make the playoffs. Yeah, no, honestly, a good enough reason – like, good uh, as good a reason as anything is I don't think the Chiefs are making it. I want them to lose as many games as possible now. <laughs> like, so I might as well um, just pick the Raiders here. Yeah, I don't I, – I will put it this way. I don't think that even though I choose the Raiders, uh, I don't think that uh, the Raiders make it – over the Chiefs, I, I don't. I think it'd be like either none of them make it, or somehow the Chiefs get the seventh seed. Regardless, um, I think the Raiders are gonna try really hard after they put on a miserable, disappointing showing against the Giants. I called that one. I originally called Raiders, but I switched after the Henry Rugg situation because I thought correctly thought that that would sap their energy out of them. And uh, that really happened. So I think that now they have another week to think about. They're going to try really hard for the win. Whereas the Chiefs, you know, they are going to be a little over. Because, I mean, they didn't look good. But uh, they did beat the Packers. Uh, the the Jordan Love-led Packers, but the Packers nonetheless. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Rams at Niners. Uh, last game, we both picked the Rams here. Um you know, not not the hardest pick. You know, the Rams look amazing. The Niners just look good. Coach team off of a loss needs to redeem themselves. Mm. That's yeah. the formula. That's that's a pretty good uh, rule of thumb. Uh, yeah. Anything else to say about the Rams? Um, yeah, no, nothing else really to say. I, I want them. I still think they're the best team in the NFC, honestly. So mm. I want them to validate my beliefs. Yeah. Okay, and with that, we'll have we have four buys this week: Bears, Bengals, Giants, Texans, and just for it's recap, officially the worst week of the year because the Bears are on buy. <laughs> you get to watch the Packers instead. Mm, lovely, my favorite. <laughs> I think, uh, it, and honestly, I probably need a week off after that depressing Monday Night Football game. It sucks. It sucks that you lost the game and then have to go into a buy, right? Yeah, much but uh, win and then go into but that bye. was a game like. We remember it's a game like we should have won. And yeah, yeah. That, I mean, it's even worse, but it's worse. But at the same time, it's going to put a fire under us, and we're going to have a whole extra week to prepare for the Ravens. And I okay. think we're going to come out guns blazing next the following week. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, and our bet for the week is Browns Pats. Pats minus one point five. We have ten bucks on it, so we'll see how it goes. Yeah. Survivor pool. Okay. So five, five, five left. perfect brackets left. Yeah. 
So it's not you can good think, for me. You can thank the Bills for and the Cowboys for much of yeah, that. So many weird upsets, right? It's like it's so tough. Five. Like, you still got Hunter. Hunter can still save you. Hunter, you're my only hope. Well, there's four other guys, you know. Yeah, but Hunter is the only one I like know like kind of well. True, I basically know all of them. Otherwise, yeah, you know everyone. I know Mr. every Popular. single person in Mr. Popular. That's me. <laughs> Here's the secret to being popular. Get a dog. People will come up to you mm, and talk to you. There you go. I'm kidding because I knew all of these people before dog life, but uh, that is very true in terms of talking to people just because they want to come up and talk to your dog. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, okay. So this week, um, I pick uh, the Chargers. Nice. Uh, okay, fine. Um, I still have one life left. Um Yes. I, I I mean, we'll see how far I go. I have to survive uh, eight more weeks. Uh, it would be insane if I you actually got nine, everything. Right? Yeah, nine more weeks. It would be insane if I actually survived nine more weeks because that means I would have gotten every pick right from week five on. That's how bad I mean, the first four weeks for me. I mean, that. you and I would literally be in the same position. We both we picked the same wrong team week one, and yeah. then week four – was a pretty week of upsets. Um, I, I, I still remember I, I had picked the Titans and I felt uneasy because of those wide receiver injuries. So I was like, I'm going to be smart and switch to the Saints. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Yeah, I remember that. I remember that. Um, yeah. That so was, uh, you, you and I would too. both have to pick 14 teams correctly in order to, to survive and yeah. make some money. Who is uh, – so, okay, so here's the interesting part. The really interesting part to me is 46 have zero lives remaining. So that's, that's like 50%. Half, half the pool, yeah. So if everyone – let's say we end the, end the game right now. 50% of the people get no money and the rest of us get like basically – No, no we, well, no, we don't get anything, remember, because there are perfect brackets. Oh, there, I mean, I'm just saying, like, let's say there weren't any perfect brackets. Okay, because I right. doubt there will be by the end. Sure. But, yeah, like, making if it somehow, to the end is uh, very possible. Somehow makes it to the end, but no one's perfect. Right. Then, yeah, um, we, wouldn't, uh, we wouldn't double our money, though, um, because uh, – You're right, you're right. You're right. We, we, would, we would still be making less with 46 because – we I know we would make we would make like we would make a profit. It's just wouldn't we? No. Oh I mean I'd have to see the distribution of lives left, but because we have one life left, people with two lives will make more than us. Yeah, they'll make more, but like Right. So but if they get two thirds of a pile, um when the I guess it really depends, you're right. I mean I have to think we'll get at least our money back. I, I'd have to look exactly at the life. But yeah, we'll but it's, 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 it's possible. It's Math possible. is hard. So Math is hard. Because the CS major. Yes, 100%. I'm very stupid. I'm a poli um, major, so it's okay that I don't know math. <laughs> exactly. And you um, have a computer to do your math for you, so there you go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I can just look it up. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Whenever they told us in school, you can't use a calculator. That's so dumb. I get a calculator mm-hmm. all the time in real life. Why can't you just let me use one? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I that agree. goes out to you, Mrs. Willis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
So, but we'll see. I mean, another another week of survival. We we actually are. I think we're getting the hang of it a little bit. I like to say, I like to think so at least. Yeah. And I say that knowing that me saying that means that next week I'm going to a hundred percent lose lose a life so, for sure. I yeah. mean, I, we know what I all I know is that I feel ready for next year. That's 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 yes. my only And so the, the the other good thing is like we know that there is going to be a next year because like. This this well, has been pretty popular. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know, we kind of had a lot of bangers. Like we this fantasy league, the Coner League has been a banger. The survivor pool has been a banger. Yeah. Playoff uh playoff prediction bracket thing that we did last banger. year, that was good. Um so and one more banger, cutting a team every week. Cutting a team every week. Hell Let's yes. get into it. Um, so you know, we, we talked about this too, but you know, I'll I'll, I'll kind of just go through who I cut just to give everyone some context. So I cut the Dolphins, the Jets, the Texans, the Jags, the Lions, the Giants, the Eagles, uh, the Seahawks, and the Falcons. The Seahawks cut actually it doesn't look – I don't know. I, I could kind of see them maybe making it. I don't know. There's a chance. Sure, there's a chance. But, okay, fair enough. For this week, I, I cut Washington. Uh, so I've joined uh, I've joined both you and uh, Carrie on this in cutting Washington. Nice, nice. Essentially, it's just I just don't see. The, I mean, it's as simple as I don't see them making making the playoffs, and I've finally come around to it. I guess. Yeah. So Anish and I have basically cut all the same teams. The only difference in our cuts is that uh, um, he cut the Eagles, and I haven't cut the Eagles yet. Um, and yeah. my cut this week, I, I just don't want to cut the entire NFC East besides the Cowboys yet. But the Cowboys, but that that could no, the Cowboys could be the only playoff team, hundred percent. Oh, a hundred. Like, I believe that a thousand percent. But I just want to like wait a little bit before doing it. <laughs> okay. That's all my. I'm not saying the Eagles are making the playoffs. Jesus sure. Christ! Sure. I'm just saying that I don't want to say that officially fully yet. I mean, my big baller bet weeks ago was that the Cowboys win the division. I mean, look how clear that is now. Um, but uh, regardless, um, the team I'm cutting this week, I've already thrown some shade at them during this podcast recording, but it's the Vikings. I just don't think that they can do enough consistently good that they can have a shot at the playoffs. Um it's kind of, a, for me, it's a toss-up between them and, like, one or two other NFC teams. I really don't want to cut some AFC teams yet just because of how more um, of a crapshoot it really is and how anyone can almost make the playoffs in the AFC. NFC is a lot more clear-cut, so it's between the Vikings and a few others, and I think it's easiest for me, maybe because of my biases, to just cut another team out of the NFC North rather than dole one out to the other ones also just because as a bears fan i know the nfc north in general has a really tough schedule and vikings have a really tough one moving forward so So, yeah so i'll just interject so real quick right vikings are three and five the bears are three and six right they're going to a bye fair enough and the vikings might lose but i feel like it's it's weird to say that the vikings are definitely worse than the bears when the bears actually have a worse record right now do i think they're definitely worse no that's it's not like a very hard. That's when I said there's a few NFC teams in my mind. The Bears are one of them. Um, the but why pick the why why cut the Vikings over the Bears then? At this point, because 
I don't think either of them really make the playoffs. And I okay. think I've honestly seen look, the Bears, the very least, have been improving over the past few weeks. I cannot say the same about the Vikings. The Vikings are not a team getting better. They are getting worse, if anything. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely fair. Um, we all start with this, too, is uh, the Vikings seem to be a team that's very hot and cold. And, you know, we, we saw that last game. A lot right? more cold and hot. Fair. Um, but my perspective on that is in terms of the fringe playoff teams, I'll take the high variance teams or the teams that are like very vanilla. Um, meaning, I don't want the teams with low variance that are mediocre. Mm -hmm. I want the high variance teams that could be really well, good. good or thing really I bad. love vanilla ice cream. <laughs> vanilla ice cream is boring without chocolate syrup. That's what I think. Mm. But all the chocolate best syrup ice and caramel, have, bro. All the oh. best ice. Okay, fine. But all the best ice creams have a vanilla base. Like the I'm I'm really my stake is about the vanilla versus chocolate debate here. Well, you gotta, chocolate is definitely I, better. I, I I genuinely prefer like vanilla base ice cream over chocolate base ice cream. Like, it's vanilla is way too like I mean it's like boring, right? Like you always end up like putting something in vanilla because as a white it's... person, this sounds pretty racist to me. <laughs> Well, I am I am brown, so I, I think it makes sense that I would choose chocolate mm. then in that case. Mm. So. And if I were going more based on actual flesh coloring, I'd say my favorite ice cream base is strawberry, you know? <laughs> but, like, uh, regardless, uh, I think I love ice cream and I love the NFL. Um, but I'm going to stick with my vanilla bears for at least another two weeks because, you know, I'm not going to cut them all by. I mean the good the Most good thing likely. for the good thing for you is uh, the Bears survive another week uh, on my end. That's so. right. They're not even a bottom ten franchise according to you. <laughs> Let's go. Let's get it. You made it. It's just that every team is so like we unbelievably made it bad. Past more than halfway through the season. <laughs> Let's get it. Yeah. No, my fair dog, enough. My like, dog is so confused right now. <laughs> like, why am I yelling into my yeah. microphone? Well, fair enough. I mean, it's just that every other team is so bad, and the Bears just played super well, and I can't I can't cut them after yeah, that. Yeah, I, like, I can't cut them this week after what they did in Heinz. Yeah. It's, that's just, and I'm a homer, a slight homer, even sure. if I'm a worse fan than you because I choose them less often because I'm also realistic. <laughs> but I'm not going to cut them after what they just did. I mean, it's also easier for me to choose them because the Packers are just better. Like, of course, I'm going to choose them more often. But sure. Um, but yeah, um, I think that's it for us. Uh, that's that's our last segment. Hopefully, uh, hopefully, I think Week Ten looks like it has a lot of upsets coming. So be I'm excited. prepared for that. I'm prepared for that. Good. All right. Cool. Well. Uh, Thanks, Alex, and thanks, everyone, for watching. We'll see you back for the end of week 10. Peace out, guys. <laughs>